Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Happy New Year, you guys. I'm just so excited. I love this time of year. I love what it means to, you know, to all of us with, you know, who have new ideas, creative ideas, those of us who We're just finished with 2018 or whatever the previous year was. I love the excitement that a new year brings. Um, And that's what the show is pretty much about today. Uh, Our New Year's stuff, you know, and I was trying to think of something to rhyme with 2019. Like, we're not going to be mean in 2019. We're not out here trying to be seen in 2019. My hair is going to have extra sheen in 2019. We're going to be positivity machines in 2019. And as you can see, I failed. (laughs) Completely failed. But it's okay. We don't need a rhyme to have a successful year. Uh, Let the church say amen. But before we get into our discussion of 2019 and New Year stuff, let's get into some church announcements. Let the people of the Reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again, and say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today, and these will be your church announcements. So now on to the trash, or the pop culture stuff, however you see it. Um, The first piece that I'm going to talk about is a load of trash. Uh, So Surviving R. Kelly, it's out. There have been a few episodes. And people have feelings. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet here. But you guys let me know. um, Either hit me up on The Reclaimed on my uh, Instagram or Twitter. Or hit me up on The Reclaimed blog at gmail.com. The Reclaimed blog at gmail.com if you want a fuller, longer conversation. Because I have a lot to say. (laughs) And I want to make sure that I'm being respectful to survivors um of of abuse as well as survivors of people who have been accused of abuse and it is unfounded and untrue the document the documentary is out it set social media on fire uh and yeah it's a hot steamy mess of social media feelings um yeah, people have been getting into conversations, arguments, the sort, left and right, all over social. I have not seen it. I have always said, I'm just going to let this, let this, put this out there into the atmosphere for you guys to know. I have always said that R. Kelly was trash. I have never liked him. I've never liked his music. I have never bopped to any of his songs. It is not, like, he's just not my favorite. First of all, I think, I don't think he could sing that well. That's my first thing. Second thing, I was always creeped out about how he and Aaliyah were married because I felt like she was younger and then it turned out that she was way, way younger. Um, Like illegal, like this is child bride uh, mess that is happening here and we should and could and probably need to do better. Um, And then like this, I didn't like his creepy, creepy ass songs, you know, like seems like you're ready. 
bump and grind, uh, you know, all that stuff. Like that, that's never been my jam anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I never really cared for R. Kelly. And so, you know, when, when allegations came out, you know, when that first initial video came out of him with that little girl, um, that teenager, like I wasn't surprised. I was just additionally creeped out. And so now that how many, how many decades later that all these things are leaking, um, those of us who never really care for R. Kelly are remain unsurprised and remain disgusted. Uh, apparently R. Kelly feels a way about it though. He has threatened legal action against the, um, against the, uh, airing of the show, but I can almost guarantee that that won't come into play because I don't think he wants that kind of smoke. Like you really want, you really want that. You really want people to start investigating like legally into this. You are going to throw yourself into a whole hot steamy mess. Just putting that out there. Uh, because you know, I still live in a time and country where rape and, you know, things like that and child molestation is and should be illegal and gross. Anyway, but if you guys want to have a longer conversation about that, like I said, um, I have a lot of feelings. I've shared it on my social. You can look at my Insta story to check it out. Uh, Further things that I have said, but if you guys want a full show on it. Maybe we can get a guest in here. Not R. Kelly. (laughs) First of all, I'm not that famous, not that well-known, and I don't have that kind of clout. Secondly, why gross? Uh, keep him away. Thirdly, um, we could have someone with a, with some more insight and better opinions, um, for that dialogue. So you guys let me know, hit me up. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about it. On to some good news. Uh, Congress, Shout out to Congress, shout out to the House of Representatives, um, the most diverse class of both since ever. Applause all around. Um, just looking at the diet, like I was just scrolling and, and geeking out and tearing up at certain things. And, you know, cause I'm, a, I'm, I get a little emotional when I think about, you know, that my children prayerfully when they get here will be so used to living in a world where diversity is the norm and is accepted and they will never know what it's like to have an entire body of people make legislation and rules um, with no representation of you know women or people of different ethnicities or people of different uh, religious faith backgrounds people who have different orientations people who have different body abilities and things like that. Prayerfully, y'all, my children will never know that. Working towards a time where different does not mean unacceptable. Um, And this is a step. And I was just looking at the diversity of the text that people wanted to be sworn in on. Yeah, you had your Bibles, but you also had various Qurans. You You even had someone getting sworn in on their law books. I mean, it's, it's not, it's just, it's just amazing to me. And it's so exciting to see that all of these voices are represented in the atmosphere. And I'm a Christian. And so people, you know, I see a lot of people jumping down, like people's throats, like, oh, they should be sworn in on the Bible. And I, I, listen, I love my Bible. I read my Bible. I have several Bibles, probably close to, now that I look over at my shelf, close to 10, maybe 10, 11. I have a lot of Bibles. 
Um, and I read them and I love them. I have the Bible app on my phone. That does not mean that I am one that I am one to believe that people should be forced into a faith system that they don't believe in. Um, so everyone else who is there feels comfortable. F your comfortability. Like there's Muslims in your Congress. There's Native Americans in your Congress. There's women and people of color in your Congress. And your Congress is our Congress now. And this is, this is what America looks like. Um, there's, there's trans, there, there needs to be trans. If there's not a trans person, I need to do more research on that. But if there is not a trans person, there needs to be a trans person or trans people. Um, there needs to be people who have different uh, abilities. Um, there needs to be people who English wasn't their first language. That that's the representation of our nation and it should be representative in our government. Um, and it's just amazing to me to see that this is a step. No, we're, we have not reached total diversity. You know, I mean, look, you look at the GOP, it still looks like a boardroom from the 1940s. You know, you look across the aisle and, you know, the Democrats look a little bit better. But if we all had our way, it'd be a lot more color up in there. Just across the board, Republican and Democrat and whoever else is in there. Hey, y'all. Um, shout out to y'all. Um, yeah, more color, more representation. I'm down for it. I love it. That makes me excited. That makes me thrilled to know that there are two Native American women in Congress, Sharice Davids and Deb Holland, that there are two, two Muslim women in Rashida Taib and, um, and Ilhan Omar, that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is still out here making people feel really badly about their sexism and their ageism as they try to shame her because a video emerged of her dancing when she was in college. And it's not like a rave party. It's like a music video um, that it looks like she remade a scene from The Breakfast Club, um, the show. I mean, not the show, the movie. The, Lord have mercy. The movie, not the, uh, the radio show, the segment where they're dancing. And to be honest, she does a great job of it and she looks adorable and she looks really free. And my, after I saw that, I had to repost it and say, I hope my enemies find a video of me dancing this well after I have had a major, major victory. Yes, please, please find something of me this fabulous so that it can just grate you. I like what Alexandra did though, because she, as she was walking into her, into her office, con Congresswoman, um, started playing war and danced around in the hallway to that. And I thought that was amazing. Um, the age of Congress has dropped by a full decade because a bunch of people who are around my age, shout out to you entitled behind millennials who said, yeah, we want fair wages. Yeah, we want diversity. Yeah, we want equality and we deserve to have it. Absolutely shout out to us. Yes. By the way, the oldest millennial is 38 and the youngest millennial is around 25. So yeah, for everyone who keeps calling us kids, we are all full grown and paying taxes and whatnot. Speaking of taxes, uh, at the point that you are listening to this, uh, y'all's president will have had government shut down for about two weeks. 
because he really, really, really wants this archaic device known as a wall um, because he thinks that's going to keep migrants out. Um, And he shut down his own government to do so. He said days before Christmas, actually, before Christmas, this Grinch shuts down the government um, and then he's bragging and boasting that he can have it shut down for months, even years, if he had to. Let me tell you something. First of all, no, that will never happen. Secondly, even if it creeps past February and those food stamp benefits go out, yeah, Y'all know the largest group of beneficiaries of food stamps. White women. There's going to be blood in the streets if people can't eat. Not literally blood in the streets, please God, no. But there's going to be riots. There's going to be marches. People are not going to stand for it. And no one is going to give this person, who is supposed to be our president, the power to get a wall, especially because a wall... A wall in and of itself is not even a smart solution to whatever he's trying to do. Um, it, it's, it's more of a visual representation. The truth is there's more tunnels built out in the deserts for those who are actually trying to sneak their way into the United States. However, the migrants, they are migrating under, the, under asylum seeking. They are trying to seek asylum and there is no law. No statute, nothing written against seeking asylum in the United States. I mean, we're supposed to be a nation of asylum seekers, you know, except for the uh, imported people of which I find myself um, descended from and those who were originally here who were the first victims of genocide and slavery. Um, Yeah. But other than that, this is supposed to be a nation of, supposed to be a nation of asylum seekers. And I don't, I think it's really interesting that we're not building a wall, you know, in the port of New York City uh, around, um, you know, the Statue of Liberty. You know, we're not building a wall anywhere where, you know, European migrants might be flying in. You know, it's only when they're, you know, black and brown or any other shade other than rich and white. So that's that on that. Hopefully government will kick back up, especially with the, um, the launch of this brand new, very colorful, not as colorful as I would like, but way more colorful than it was yesterday, Congress. And we shall see what happens. Everyone keep these matters in your prayers and let me know if you guys want to talk about anything additional that we just talked about. And that's that on that. Let's get into some mess and the message. So on to the mess. Here we are, brand new year, sparkling, shining, shimmering with all of the glitter of possibilities and hopes and excitement and cool stuff. And I keep hearing this phrase, new year, new me, new year, new you. New year, new this, new that, new this, new that. I get the sentiment. You know, it's a brand new year. We're going to do some brand new things. I get that, you know, because it's a new year, we should try new things. You know, we have another opportunity to get it right. Every single day is another opportunity to get it right. Um, And so with 
you know, the promise of, or maybe not even the promise, but the uh, trajectory of 365 brand new opportunities, we should be trying at least one or two new things. So I get the sentiment of the saying, but I hate it. I really do not like the saying, new year, new me. First of all, it implies that there's something wrong with the old you. Now, I'm not one to ignore that we all have work to do and we all have to work on ourselves and we all need to stand in alignment with anything that helps us to improve our problematic ways. Yes, I've already said this on the show many times. We are all problematic. And the sooner we all grasp it together, the sooner we can slowly but surely start to eliminate how problematic we all are to each other. That being said, sometimes there isn't anything wrong with the old you. Sometimes it's just, you know, maybe you want to add something to the old you. You don't have to throw out the entire experience of your life um, unless you feel it's completely necessary. But if it's just, you know, I want to lose some weight, I want to start saving money. You don't have to throw away your entire life experience prior to this moment. You know, <laughs> that all of that informs where you are right now. Um, I just, I guess I just, I, it gets under my skin that people push this whole new year, new me, especially usually on a, a commercial about losing weight or, you know, getting in shape or buying some shiny shimmering new thing and you get people's hopes up they trek their butts to your gym or spend a a swath of money trying your product and it doesn't last past february and then they feel down about themselves like because they couldn't accomplish whatever it was that they were attempting to accomplish and so yeah that's that on that i don't like that phrase um moving on so there's some lessons that a new year teaches us outside of you know the new year new me thing come on, guys can we really stop saying that it just it just drives me crazy um <clears throat> but there's some lessons we can learn from the new year and i think it's really interesting that i kept seeing uh posts across social media that says and just like that it's a brand new year just like that that trash year is gone and or just like that blah 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 and and I kept seeing them around midnight and I'm just like well yeah because you know one of the lessons that a new year teaches us is that time stops for nothing and no one you know there have been some beautiful and brutal years in my 33 trips around the sun there have been some incredible moments and some frightening moments. And in both situations, in both of those types of years, time has slowed and stopped. Not at all. <laughs> Not once. Even when I wanted it to, even when I wanted it to speed up, I wanted to, I was searching frantically for the fast forward button. Time never stopped, never slowed down, never, never even paused for a second. It keeps going. Um, and I think that the new year reminds us of that. It reminds us that time really stops for nobody. And it just, it's a great time to be reflective, you know, of the past year, whether it was trash or it was treasure. You know, some, 
I saw a lot of people complaining about 2018. And you know what? There was a, there were a lot of heartbreaks in 2018. I'm not going to hold you. And each and every one of us has a different experience. And each and every one of us experienced 2018 in a crazy, unique, different way. Um, but some of us also had a, an incredible year. Some of us had a great year. Some of us had a beautiful year. Some of us, even in our hard year, had beautiful moments. And I think when we when we take our focus off of all of the great times and only focus on the bad, we do those good times disservice. They, they may not have been as plenteous as we would have liked, but we all had good moments throughout the year. There is not one of us. Now, we may not have been paying attention. We may not have calculated. That's why journaling, journaling is critical. So you can go back and look and say, oh, look, I was blessed. Oh, look. This was great. You know, things like that. That's why journaling is important. Um, but another thing that we can remember, another lesson from the, from the new year that the new year teaches us is that we survived the old one. Whatever the old one was, we survived it. You know, as we watch those minutes count down to midnight, we realize that we have made it through the year. And now we are in a brand new one. Um, a brand new one that has never been seen before and that'll never be seen again. And it's, it's special and we should treasure it and, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily like go out there and never waste time or anything like that. Cause we're people, we're going to waste time. We're going to play on our phones. We're going to take extra long naps. At least we should, because I personally believe in a, I, I love naps. I love the culture of naps. Whoever created a nap, they deserve all of the blessings um, because I'm perpetually sleepy and naps are great. <clears throat> so I'm not saying that, you know, you have to grab the bull by the horns. Oh, wait, sorry, Peter. I know we're not supposed to say that anymore. Just kidding. I'm not saying that you, don't, you have to grab the bull by the horns and get ahead and start your vigorous planning. And if you're starting your planning right now, oh, my God, you're already behind and all that stuff like that. I'm not saying any of that, you know. You can start in March and that could be a new year for you. You know, it doesn't have to be as soon as it's 1201, you know, on January 1st. Oh my gosh, you're already behind. It doesn't have to be any of that, you know, but appreciate the, the turning of the year because that is something you survived. So time stops for no one. You survived last year. If you're listening to the show, you did. Um, and we don't need a holiday to start new. I see, I saw rather, a slew of people with their planners. Side note, I love planners. I love planners. I love planners and paper and pens and stickers and all that stuff like that. I love that. I'm so excited because I got to sit down with my planner and I'll tell you more about my planner on my socials. You guys can check it out. It's a really beautiful planner by a beautiful woman. Um, she's an incredible person. I love her. Um, but all that aside, I love that process of sitting down and charting out my time and seeing, you know, what's actually happening. But I don't need a, the year to turn to be able to do that. I don't need to look up and, you know, see a ball drop for things to change. 
And, you know, people are right now are making so many resolutions. You know, they want to lose weight. They want to get in shape. They want to eat better. Um, but these choices aren't something that are restricted to New Year's. Um, and I'm saying New Year's plural because some of y'all are out here saying Happy New Year's. And it's only one New Year. You say Happy New Year. It's just a grammar thing. But I'm saying plural. Every new year, each individual new year that we get, we, we don't have to wait for those to launch into something. Like I said earlier, your new year can start in March if you so decide. It could start in May. It could start in August. Your new year can start whenever you so choose. On a random Tuesday, Saturday night, um, Friday morning at the gym, you can start whenever you choose. And don't feel like that you're restri- you're restricted to if if you haven't already started your resolution, forget it. It's just not going to work out at this point. No, that's not true. You can always start. And if you mess up the benefit of the new year, the benefit of any time that we have is that you can always turn around and pick it back up. So it was you were supposed to be eating well and you had a chocolate. Whoops. Okay. That doesn't mean you throw the whole diet out the window because that's just quitting. (laughs) That's not messing up your resolution. That is quitting. No, you have the chocolate, you drink your little water, and the next day you pick it back up. Start all over again. That is something that the new year teaches us. In fact, if at any point you want to start something, launch something, commit to something, you can do whatever you choose. Don't feel like you have to make this big resolution at the top of the year simply because everyone else is. Your new year starts when you choose to. So, little recap. Time stops for no one. You survived last year, whatever that means to you. And turn around and look at that and examine that. If you need to have a cry, go for it. If you need to do a victory shout, go do it. You can put me on pause. I'll be right here waiting for you when you come back. Okay. (laughs) You survived. Um, and you don't need a holiday to start new. You can start your new quote unquote new year whenever you so choose. And those are some of the lessons that I picked up from the new year. As I was sitting, I was sitting at, um, Earl's mother's kitchen table with my notebook and I was scribbling in my notebook, um, and thinking about things and reflecting upon 2018 and what it meant to me, all the All the victories, all the L's, all the wins, all the losses, um, all the lessons, all that. And yeah, that's what came to my heart. And so let's take a quick break and then we'll get to the unpopular opinion. This week's unpopular opinion. Since we were talking about New Year's resolutions, and things people resolve to do. Um, y'all, resolutions don't work. They don't. Um, resolutions in and of themselves are proclamations about things that we want, right? But if you're making the proclamation about something that you want without the work that you're willing to do behind it, or considering, Jesus told us to consider the cost, um, And that's just wisdom in and of itself. Like just to say like, oh, I want to lose 45 pounds before February 3rd. And then, yeah, you can't do it. Not because there's anything wrong with you, but because you 
you just you didn't sign up for a gym, you're not going to change your eating habits, you're not going to actually physically move your body any differently than you did now. Um, and then when February 3rd comes, you like bop yourself, you do a whole face like face palm, like, oh, I failed my resolution. Well, no, you made a proclamation about something that you want, but words in and of themselves aren't going to get you there. So resolutions in and of themselves, they don't work. In fact, failure of the resolution is built into the resolution themselves. Think about it. Like I just said, you resolve to lose a bunch of pounds and then you purchase the gym equipment, blah, 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 blah. You go to the, all that stuff. And you know, sometimes it, sometimes you get close and sometimes you don't. And then God forbid you have, you slip up and have a cookie and then you feel like your whole progress is done and you get to spring and you have not lost as much weight as you would like. And then you walk around feeling bad about yourself and that's not, nobody, nobody wants that, (laughs) right? Nobody wants that. Instead, what I started to do, I started this actually last year. Um, I traded my resolutions in for intentions. Now, an intention is defined as an act or instance of determining mentally upon some, some action or result, a purpose. So instead of saying, I want to lose 50 pounds by spring, I say, I want to lose weight and feel better in my body. That's the intent that I put out there. Because, you know, even if you do lose that 50 pounds, are you going to really feel better about your body? Is that really going to do anything for you? You know, but what is your intent behind losing that weight? I want to feel better in my body. Okay, well, you could also feel better in your body and still have the weight. But you feel more confident and you appreciate yourself and you take better care of yourself. And if you happen to lose weight, that's fine. But if you don't lose a single pound and you still feel sexy as Beyonce, man, queen, go ahead. Go ahead. No one's going to be mad at you. King, if you have a dad bod and your intent is to feel better in your own skin, go on. Go on with your bad self, sir. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. Confidence is wonderful. Um, So the intent, (laughs) what is the intent behind the action that that you're that you're putting out there? Uh, What is the determination? What what are the desired results? Is it about the actual poundage loss or is it about a feeling that you want to create within yourself? You know, I wanted to save more money. And so instead of saying, I'm going to have $20,000 saved by next summer and no, because freelance writing and social media creation and life and those types of things didn't really leave room to save that much money in that short of a time without, you know, like eating, (laughs) you know, basic things like that. What my intent was, was I want to save more money in a smart way so that I can travel so that I can cover this wedding so that I can bless somebody so that I could create my emergency fund. You see what I'm saying? There, you get to the, the real thing behind there. It's just like, oh, I want an emergency fund in case something happens. And I will have a little bit of money put aside in case there is an emergency. Okay, you put out that intention. You write it down. And then the next time 
you're walking around and you see something and something says buy it you start thinking about your intention well would it be better for me to take this 20 this 50 this hundred dollars and put it into my savings account or my reserve funds or buy this thing that I know I'm going to wear once and then it's going to end up in the bottom of a tub of clothes or end up, I'm going to end up giving it away to one of my friends or attempting to resell it, things like that. You put out the intention. I want blank so that I can blank. I want blank because of blank. And it's very eye-opening because it lets you know what's actually going on within you. If you just want to lose weight so you can look like an Instagram model and you really think that's going to make you feel better, I mean, you could try it. Or you can look at the body that God gave you. Look at how, you know, your heart keeps beating. Think about how all of the intricacies of the organs within you and blood vessels and all that stuff and all of how your joints move and things like that, how it all just works. And you can marvel at that and be appreciative of that. Now, this is not me just saying that if you are unhealthy, stay unhealthy. That is not what I'm saying. Please be healthy. Please get as healthy as you can. But I'm also saying if, you know, you're a com- you're comfortable at whatever size you are, then you're comfortable at whatever size you are. If you know, you know, you want to start drinking more water, drink more water, set the intention. I want to drink more water that I'm going to drink 18 gallons before 12 noon on Thursday. Well, that's, that's insanity. <laughs> that's insanity. You're setting yourself up to fail, you know? And then when you go to restaurants and you sit down and you're like, Oh, I can get to my water goal. If I just drink water with my meal and water is free. And so you end up saving yourself a little bit of coins there. You, do you see how it all, it's all starts to work? It really all starts to add up together. Um, and so, yeah, I started doing this last year, like I said, and lo and behold, I, like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I took care, better care of myself. I wanted to, I wanted to drink more water. That was a goal. And then I wanted to save more money. And lo and behold, I did all three of those things. I started sleeping more, drinking more water, taking vitamins, going, taking the opportunities where if I was between, you know, different modes of transportation, I would walk if it was short enough. I'm like, okay, I can walk this. You know, it's only a few blocks. I'll walk it, stretch my legs, get some sun, get some fresh air, get my body moving. Um, it, and and just to, to take those opportunities. And you see, when you set the intention and you find out what's going on behind it, if it is a bad intention, it will reveal itself. You'll say, I want to lose 50 pounds so I can look like the Instagram models. Hold on, wait. Why do I want to look like the Instagram models? Why do I, why do I feel value behind that? Why, why am I looking at their bodies as a better body than my body when my body is just as miraculous as theirs it's just that they get more likes because there's more pervs online or thirsty dudes online and so when they stand in their lingerie yeah of course they're going to get more likes because of the pervs and the, and the and, and the gross men and stuff like that or you know whatever what have you body positivity i 
appreciate body positivity as well, but I just don't feel like that I have to be naked to express my body positivity. That's another episode for another day. Let me know if you guys want to talk about that too, because we can go in. Um, But the intention will reveal itself to be good or bad, as opposed to setting a general resolution that sets you up for failure. And I don't want to see you fail. I want to see you succeed. So this has been another episode of the Reclaim Podcast, the first one of 2019. Round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for liking, sharing, and subscribing. Thank you for, oh gosh, you guys have been incredible. Like, just just sharing alone, just liking alone, just subscribing and, and your comments it all means so, so, so much to me. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to a full year of talking with you guys and growing the show and doing the fun things together. Um, until next time, peace.